Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, 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 welcome to the Rockcast. I am your host, Monty Calvin. Of all people, why you? Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll tell ya, I think you're gonna be glad that you did. On today's show, I'm gonna be all over the place, randomly answering questions, reading top tens, and playing some cool tunes. And let's get started right now with a question I got on Facebook from James Nelson, who says, Hey, Monty, how are you? That is a brilliant question. Ah, well, thanks for asking, James. Well, you know, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, Well, you know, except for my tongue is still numb from the last time I went to the dentist. I went in for a routine cleaning, and they must have hit a nerve when they were trying to numb me. And now my tongue's been numb for over a month. But hey, no one's ever given me the nickname Lucky. (laughs) Yeah. But hey, that's life. Uh, Things happen, and I really can't complain. Uh, But I do, and I will. Here we go. For instance, I live in Missouri, and uh, some people pronounce it Missouri. But for the most part, I like to say it's Misery. I live in Kansas City, and no, that's not Kansas City, Kansas. It's uh, Kansas City, Misery. And if you've never lived here, then you probably don't know that the weather sucks. I mean, it sucks year-round. In the winter, it snows and it's bitterly cold, and then we get one day of spring, and then it turns into a fiery hell. For example, about a week ago, Lindsay and I went to a Royals baseball game. And it was in the 40s, and we sat there and shivered as the Royals got their asses beat. But about two days later, I'm watching the news, and the weather girl says, if you're going out to the Royals game today, make sure and take your sunscreen, because it's going to be in the 90s. Ooh, hot. Oh, yeah, that's hot. That is hot. What else? Uh, Oh, recently, uh, I got a text from Lindsay, and she sent me a picture of a cat. And I said, what was that about? And she said, oh, that's Spunky. And I said, Spunky? And she said, yeah, we found him at a pet store and we're going to buy him. And I said, oh, no, no, no. We've already got two cats. And that's two more than I ever wanted. We're not getting a third. And so, uh, you know, I really put my foot down this time. And uh, the next day she came home with Spunky. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Monty, if you hate cats so much, why did you marry a cat lady? But here's the deal. You know, when you first get together and you're dating, uh, you know, nothing else matters except you and her. And I said, well, you know, we're not getting any cats because I don't like them and our landlord won't permit it. And she said, hey, no problem. I'll just give the one I have away. And I said, great, and then flash forward about seven years, and now she's obsessed with him. And it took me a while to get used to Mr. Kitty because he destroyed all the carpet in our house. And if you don't believe me, you're welcome to come see our carpet, which is now just a collection of fibers. But eventually, I grew to like Mr. Kitty, and now we're friends. But then we had to get a second cat, and uh, she's just basically worthless. 
She doesn't want to go near anybody and just sits around all day and whines, you know, kind of like a teenager. Yeah, exactly. But never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd be stuck in a house with a third cat named Spunky. But I am, even though it stays under the bed all day long and I never see it. And once again, you're probably saying, Monty, how could you let this happen? And really, there's only one explanation, and I think you can figure it out. The thing is, in uh, any relationship, there's got to be a certain amount of give and take. And that's what I try to do. And occasionally, you know, I have to compromise. And just because I'm flexible doesn't mean I've been stripped of my manhood. I guess everything about my life, though, hasn't been terrible. Uh, Recently, Lindsay and I went to see Tool here in Kansas City. And between the two of us, Lindsay is by far the bigger Tool fan. She knows all of their songs, has all of their lyrics memorized, and this was about the fifth time she's seen them. And this was my fourth time to see them live, and uh, the reason is, is because she always takes me with her. The first time I saw Tool, I think it was about 20 years ago, but uh, they were really good. But we've seen them three times now in the last 10 years, and uh, the show seems to me like it's always kind of the same. You get a great light show and uh, some lasers and videos that are really cool, but the guys in the band don't really move around much, and you never see the singer except for just uh, kind of his uh, silhouette in the back. I'm not sure what the deal is with Maynard, why he doesn't want to come out front and uh, let people see him and perform. Maybe it's an artsy thing. I don't know. But I usually just sit there the entire show, and I enjoy it, but uh, at the same time, I'm thinking the whole time, what is it that I'm missing? Because Tool seemingly does everything they can to make people not like them. But here I am in this sold-out arena. There must have been about 15,000 people in this place, and they're all just worshiping Tool. And I'm like, why are they so popular? The songs are not mainstream. They're very progressive and uh, all these complicated time signatures. Uh, Besides Maynard, I don't know if anybody knows the names of the guys in this band. I mean, I do, but uh, I wouldn't think most people do. They don't like being in their videos. Uh, Maynard doesn't like uh, showing his face during a concert. And yet they're just huge. So I don't know. Uh, I had a good time and uh, Lindsay thought it was the best tool show she'd ever seen. But the most amusing thing for me about the whole evening is that they didn't want you taking pictures or video. And that meant that they didn't want you even turning on your cell phone. 
And at one point, people were trying to take selfies, and uh, this security guard type guy uh, working there comes down and starts yelling at him. And he's like, put those cell phones away or I will throw you out of here. And I just can't imagine the torture that most of those people must have been going through. Like, uh, they must have been saying, oh my God, how am I going to make it through this concert if I can't post something on Facebook? This is a sick nightmare! Yeah, it must have been horrible. got a really good question here from Steve in Connecticut. He says, I'm not one for telling anyone what to do and how to live their lives, but what's your take on people still having their Christmas lights up at the end of March or April? I get that it's cold and you might be a little lazy and you can't spend the time to take them down until it gets warm, but why the hell are you turning them on at night? Man, this pisses me off. Yeah, I know what you mean, Steve. It is a little weird. And I actually have three neighbors that do that. And they're all lit up every single night. And you see, I would never do that myself. Mainly because I am way too lazy to put them up in the first place. And if it were up to me, I wouldn't even put up a tree. You make me sick! I also got an email from Paul Stenning. And Paul says he loves the Rockcast. And he wants me to choose between the first Galactic Cowboy album and the second one, Space in Your Face. Well, thanks for listening, Paul. Uh, You know, I loved the first album. It had some great songs on there that I loved playing, and I still do. But when we got through recording that way back when, uh, and we lived with it for a little bit, uh, I don't think any of us really liked the way it sounded. So when we started making the second album, Space in Your Face, uh, we went to a different studio, and we really worked on the sounds. And then after we got it done, we spent a whole bunch of money to have Andy Wallace mix it. And to me, that's still my favorite album of all our albums. I mean, uh, I liked a lot of the stuff we did after that, and I loved the last album we did. But to me, Space in Your Face just had uh, really great songs, and it sounded great, too. <laughs> you, you could not be more wrong. Paul also had a question. He says, I know your paintings from cover art and so on, but I wondered if you also draw, like uh, just pencil art. Well, the deal on that, Paul, is that all my paintings start out with a sketch, and then I uh, pretty much thoroughly draw it all out. And a lot of times the drawing looks so good that I don't really want to paint over it, but uh, I always do. But it's been a while since I've just done a drawing, but, uh, you know, I can and I will if uh, somebody wants that. So let me know if that's something you're interested in. Hint, hint. No one wants that. And finally, Paul must be a Galactic Cowboy fan because he sent me a top ten list of the top ten Galactic Cowboy lyrics. These are Galactic Cowboy songs that Paul likes the lyrics to. And it starts out at number 10, Say Goodbye to Utopia. 
Number nine, Mrs. Leslie. Number eight, Breakthrough. Number seven, Am Is Our Was. Number six, Someone for Everyone. Number five is Speak to Me. Number four, Shine. Number three, My School. Number two, If I Were a Killer. And at number one, Where Are You Now? You know, I get asked about Where Are You Now more than any other Galactic song uh, that we've ever done. And since it's been a while since I've done a total breakdown of a Galactic Cowboy song, how about I do this one? And it all starts out with a little 12-string bass. Monty's Total Breakdown Somebody recently asked me who this song is about. And the truth is, is that I wrote this about a girlfriend that I had when I was in college. And we dated for quite a while, like two or three years. But the week of graduation, she just broke up with me. And when I asked her why, she said, it's because you don't have any goals. And I said, what do you mean? I'm an artist and I want to be in a band. And she said, yeah, exactly. Loser! You're a loser! So after this girl breaks up with me, I never saw her again. So about 10 years later, I'm in Galactic Cowboys and I'm signed to Geffen Records. And one day I'm sitting there thinking, hmm, I wonder whatever happened to her. I wanted this to be a slow grinding song but at the same time kind of dreamy but in the middle I basically wanted it to go somewhere else and you know thrash out and kick your ass
Now, for the end, I came up with this idea for this phone conversation between me and, uh, you know, some girls I hadn't heard from in a long time. And I've been asked a million times if the phone conversation was real, and no, it was not. I scripted the whole thing out, and we recorded the whole thing in the studio, and so it was acting. Another interesting thing about that phone conversation is that it almost didn't go on the album. Alan thought it was dumb and wanted to leave it off. I liked it. And so we left it up to Andy Wallace, and he thought it was cool. So we put it on there, and years later, I look back on it and think, uh, yeah, it probably was kind of dumb. It struck me as unbelievably stupid. So there you go. That's the story behind Where Are You Now? I never heard or talked to that girlfriend ever again, and I don't know where she is now. I don't know if she's dead or alive, and apparently she doesn't care if I am. But if she happens to hear this, uh, hey Mary, uh, this is Monty from college. I'm doing okay. I have a really hot wife. And as it turns out, uh, I actually did have some goals. And believe it or not, I'm not a total loser. Well, I mean, you know, some people might think I am. That's correct. This was a total breakdown of just about everything that you could imagine. I've been doing this podcast now for over 10 years, and I've never run out of things to talk about. And here's why. As long as there's Facebook, I will always have plenty of podcast material. For instance, every time I scroll through the Facebook feeds, I will see questions that people randomly throw out there. And I call this Questions from Facebook. And the first one is name a singer or band that makes you instantly change the station. Well, as I've said before, I don't really listen to FM radio anymore. It's just a complete waste of my time. They just play the same crap over and over. But if for some reason I am listening and uh, John Fogarty comes on, I immediately turn it off. What? I'm sure he's a nice man and he's had an outstanding career. But there's just something about his voice that I do not like. And you can even ask my wife. If we go to a Royals game and they start playing that Put Me In Coach song, I uh, instantly head for the bathrooms. You're kidding. You know what I'm talking about. It's that Put Me In Coach. Oh, come on. Yeah, I can't stand that. And I don't like any of that CCR stuff either. You're intolerant. Next one is name something you don't give a damn about. 
Well, the first thing that pops into my mind is Tiger Woods winning the Masters. And it's really nothing against Tiger Woods. I just don't care anything about golf. Any sport that you can play while smoking a cigarette is just not something I want to watch. But, you know, good for guys like John Daly. He was a chain smoker who weighed about 400 pounds, but he still made a buttload of money winning tournaments. But do I want to sit down and see that on my television? No. I would rather watch bowling. And I don't mean just professional bowlers. I'm talking complete amateurs at a local bowling alley. Best time of my life. Another thing I don't give a damn about is Game of Thrones. I do not have HBO, so I have not seen it. But I have heard about it, and I have no interest. Because I don't like big hairy guys or dragons. Hate monger! And something else I don't care about are these Marvel movies. I got dragged to the Avengers Endgame. And it was like three and a half hours of torture for me. But the movie did have the word end in the title, so I'm hopeful. You know, that maybe it'll be the end of them making any more of these boring-ass movies. Something's wrong with you. And the last question from Facebook is, what's the farthest you've ever traveled to see a concert? Well, there's been a few. I uh, actually saw Iron Maiden in London, England uh, back in the 90s. But I was over there playing a show, so technically that doesn't really count. But Lindsay and I did drive about 11 hours one time to see uh, We Came as Romans and Asking Alexandria. And for a while, every summer, we would drive to St. Louis to see Warp Tour. I understand. You're sick freaks. I get it. But one of my favorite concert experiences was driving to Chicago to see Rammstein. And it was definitely worth the eight-hour drive. And I also flew to Chicago a long time ago to see the Wild Hearts uh, open for the darkness. And that too was awesome because the Wild Hearts are actually my favorite band. And it's been a long time since they put out any new music, but lo and behold, the Wild Hearts have a new album. It's called Renaissance Men, and uh, the other day Maurice Kirby in Ireland asked me what I thought of it. And well, it's the Wild Hearts, so of course I love it.
A lot of critics are raving about this CD, and yeah, I think it's really good. If you like rock and punk and metal with great melodies all mixed in there, uh, you're going to like it. As I've said many times before, Ginger Wildheart is a genius songwriter. And this new album has a lot of great stuff on it, and my favorite song being the last one. my god is that melody incredible or what i just had an eargasm Now, speaking of bands that I drove a long distance to see, uh, Rammstein has a new album. And do I like it? Well, of course, it's Rammstein.
That song was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. You know, I love Rammstein. Uh, they've just got such killer riffs. And I just love the way they integrate the keyboards. It just adds this whole atmospheric thing to it. But the one thing that does bother me about this band is the singer. I mean, I cannot understand a word this guy is singing. Yeah, I think their singer may just need to work a little bit on his pronunciation. Okay. Anyway, if you're into Rammstein, check out their new CD, Deutschland. And God, I hope they go on tour because uh, their concerts are amazing. Brutal! In case you haven't heard, Devin Townsend also has a new album. It's called Empath. And I've only listened to it one time so far, but it has got to be one of the weirdest albums I've ever heard. And by weird, I don't mean bad. It's just very eclectic, and it'll go from stuff like this... And then it'll go to something like this. Her 
So do I like it? I don't know, but I know one thing. Devin Townsend is a genius musician. Let's do a couple more top tens. And this one comes from Rockcast listener Jennifer Hamilton. And this is the top ten Michael Schenker songs that he wrote with UFO. And as you know, I love Michael Schenker, and I saw him a few weeks ago, so this should be cool. And Jennifer's list starts at number ten with Love to Love. Number nine is Love Lost Love. Number eight is Dr. Doctor. Number seven is Lights Out. Oh my God, Lights Out is probably my favorite UFO song ever. But uh, moving on to number six, Rock Bottom. And the solo in that is so epic. And when I saw him live recently, uh, I think it went on for like 20 minutes, but I loved every second of it. So, yeah, rock bottom for sure. But uh, number five is Arbory Hill. Number four is Hot and Ready. Number three is Dance Your Life Away. Number two is Shoot, Shoot. And at number one of Michael Schenker's songs with UFO, it's Natural Thing.
Well, good job, Jennifer. Awesome list. But moving on now to another one. It's from Holly Wheat. And Holly says, this is my top 10 musicians that swiftly moved from not on my playlist to hugely impactful. And it starts out at number 10 with Frank Zappa. Number 9 is Dinosaur Jr. Number 8 is Simon and Garfunkel. Number 7 is The Smiths. Number 6 is Tears for Fears. Yeah, you know, I really like Tears for Fears. I was sitting in a restaurant the other night, and uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World came over the intercom. And I just started singing along, and uh, then I was doing the air guitar to the guitar solo. And I was like, man, these guys wrote some great songs. Tears for Fears. Never heard of them. Moving right along, number five is Ghost. Yeah, I love Ghost. Uh, Number four is the Death Tones. Number three is David Bowie. Number two is Mastodon. Yeah, always a good choice. And at number one, a great band that never got their due, uh, but uh, I always loved them, Quicksand. Quicksand, yeah, I uh, saw them open for the Deftones back around 99 or 2000, and they were great. And so thank you for that list, Holly, and thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of the Rockcast. That's it? Yeah, I know, I know. I usually make these a little longer, but uh, what can I say? I've been busy making paintings for my website, monicolvinart.com. I do paintings of rock stars and celebrities, and you can find all kinds of stuff on there. But if there's somebody you want me to paint, uh, just drop me a line and you can commission me. And if you're looking to get somebody a gift, paintings are a great idea. Whether it's for your wife or husband or just a friend. So check that out, and uh, also don't forget my other website, monicolvin.net. I got my crunchy CDs on there and also Rockcast t-shirts. Or if you want to just browse through some pictures, I've got photos on there of Galactic Cowboys, my artwork, and I've even got a hot Lindsay modeling page. Yeah! I'm going to play you one last song from a band that was around back in the early 80s called Last Crack. And unfortunately, they never found the success that they probably should have. But they were a great band, and I've heard recently that they made a new album, but I don't have it yet. So I will be looking for that, but in the meantime, I'm going to play you a song called Energy Mind. And I want you to just listen to the guitars on this thing. I mean, the vocals are great too. But they've got these two guitar players that just play the most brilliant stuff on this song. And so I hope you'll enjoy it, but uh, that's going to do it for me for now. 
And until next time, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me. And rock on.
decide which joy It's over.